what? You're not too coherent. Uh, where are you from? <laughs> now you sitting up here and I can't even understand you. Say it again, ripple? Ripple. I don't drink wine, brother. I used to, ain't no need to be lying. I drank, I used to drink it, but I, I found Chevy's. Now I don't throw up on myself and have a hangover. I do throw over myself. I know how much it costs. <laughs> and rest your lips anyway, because you got a busy night ahead of you. <laughs> this is your night in the barrel. <laughs> I didn't know you knew the barrel story, honey. You premature graver now. She's pretty. I bet you were beautiful now, 1941. She look good now. I want to meet me abroad with some property. I'm tired of a bunch of poor broads asking me for something. Chick asked me for $100 in Las Vegas like it was a cheese sandwich. She forced me to say shit. Yeah, I said, what you doing, lady? She said, $100 is shit. Meet me abroad with some property. I'm tired of a bunch of poor broads asking me for something. Chick asked me for $100 in Las Vegas like it was a cheese sandwich. She forced me to say shit. Yeah, I said, what you doing, lady? She said, $100 is shit. $100. I wish I had something on me cost me $100. I'll cut it off and barbecue it. $100. I don't want to live with no broad. I just want to drop in for a few minutes. And some of them $100 broads, you can drop right in.
We're going to sing, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, merrily, merrily. It's like a dream. All of you remember. I'll show you how strangers can sing in perfect harmony. Just don't try to solo. Let's blend on the downbeat. Row, row, row your boat gently. <laughs> but all the human beings in the room sing on the downbeat. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily. All the good-looking people. A few liars dropped in there. What's for everyone? Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Just the girls this time. Come on, I know it's a crowd this side got to be one fag in here. You like a jelly bean. I'm bad.
make him seize with that I die. Never retire or put my mic on the shelf. The baddest rapper in the history of rap itself. Not bitter or mad, just proving I'm bad. You wanna hit, give me an hour plus a pen and a bag. MCs retreat, cause they know I can beat them. And eat them in a battle and the rep won't cheat them. I'm the fast, taking out all rookies. Don't forget Oreos, eat Cool J cookies. I'm bad. <laughs> yeah, brother, go ahead. You by yourself? You know why? Have you tried band roll on? <laughs> Sitting up there with them long toenails and them sneakers. Foot smell like somebody shit in it. <laughs> Y'all don't be fooling around. I tell the truth. Now, this is secret. What am I smoking? Man, this is not a question answer, period. <laughs> Nigga, why don't you go home and give some chances so you can sleep later on? <laughs> Boogie me, why don't you go downtown and hurt a white act, nigga? <laughs> Thank you, brother. He's all right, I'm just kidding. Put your spear back. <laughs> no kidding, I don't need interruption. I'm so good alone. Leave me alone and watch. Put that where you want to, honey. <laughs> I love black women, I'm not lying. When I pull my covers back, I want to see what's laying there on the white sheet. <laughs> I had a white girl once blended right into the sheet. I missed her and bit a hole in the mattress. show you a neighbor who will. <laughs> Let me get my cigarette fresh. I smoke and drink. A lot of you don't drink, no smoke. Some people here tonight, don't they? They don't eat butter, no salt, no sugar, no lard, no biscuits, no gravy with onions in it. Because they want to live. They give up that good stuff. Neck bone, pigtail. You're going to feel like a damn fool laying out the hospital dying from nothing.
Then let it be known, I don't play other rappers. They went slip, slide in a way out of control. I'll be the toll. You gotta go through me to get the Rick C and I'm deadly. I'm so unstoppable, it's unbelievable. Pull out a record and we'll achieve a new height. Push and fight till we reach our destiny. Brace yourself for this because the rest will be potent. It's like a drug, you gotta shoot the violators who just lie to your prosecutor because they take the minority. Give them authority. PC and JC and Rick C. Paul will be the cutter. Mush it, shove it, and push it. The L-A-T-E-E, my part will be to say it, and you'll obey it. Rick play it as the symbol of togetherness, and that's the way it is. And it's positive and never negative. Frontin', you want something? Boy, I'ma never give mine. Cause nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Might as well do something. Go the beat is still pumping. Just listen to it, get into it. New way to have you shaking, sitting patiently, waiting to hear a new hit. To your pressure luck, I'm overloaded with stress, and I don't give a f about you. Doubt you have the clout to step to, so take a good look at who you're standing next to. I'm a pro, so now you know that I'm a veteran. I'll let the crowd decide who sounds better than who. Maybe it's me, or is it you? From what I heard, bet you me and Rick C come through. It ain't working, your style's got mold and mildew. No need to worry about us because we'll do just what you can't do. Take and plant you. Way down in the dirt, and it'll hurt too many of us. Maybe you should just bust the style of a man going wild, cause yo, thus far I've been going by simply showing you the right way to get paid is by knowing how to rap, how to act. In fact, yo, you heard me do it, breeze through and feel the impact. Crazy, but I'm not. Oh no. Oh no. no. My 
oldest told me what? that I was right out of my head. He said I need treatment, but I'm not that easily led. He said I was the type that was most inclined, went out of his sight to be out of my mind. And he thought I was nuts. nuts. No more ifs or ands or buts. Oh no. Oh no. They say as a child I appeared a little bit wild with all my crazy ideas, but I knew what was happening. I knew I was a genius. What's so strange when you know that you're a wizard at three? I knew that this was meant to be. But I heard little children were supposed to sleep tight. That's why I woke up at the vodka one night. My parents got frantic, didn't know what to do. But I saw some crazy scenes before I came to. Now do you think I was crazy? I may have been only three, but I was swaying. They all have today, Graham Bell. They all have today, Edison, and also what I said. So why should I feel sorry if they just couldn't understand the reason and the logic that went on in my head? I had a brain, it was a faith, though, to love and love me when I refused to ride on all the double-decker buses, all because there was no driver on the top. No driver on the top. Let's take this twist. What's the matter with it? My analyst told me. With the communist manifesto, gorillas in the midst of Gavara and Manesto. So, what a brother with an afro now. Yo, go a flow for the Mac, and we the hoes so grow, cause the Lucian brothers might get home. Rhetoric flowing from the tip of my mouth, say tongue deficit. Money spent, the glint. Oh, my nine, as they cut welfare, 25%. And I just sit as I glitch and raise my We fist. did away with that. So, you could get with this, it's a twist, cause we'll overthrow like Kwame and Kuma. Around the world as if it were a vicious rumor Bam, Bam. cuts a record like a surgeon Cuts a tumor from a brain We're all cooped up, so feel the time From 400 years of exploitation Anesthesia provided by your local TV station Patience is not a virtue I'm right Turn the shit over like Bush did a boatload of hate Lyrics here at Lyric, can't get near it, got a sample, didn't clear it, point blank says fuck five, oh, that's the spirit, cheer it, spat out the fact that I consumed, knew that I was doomed since my date of birth to be the wretched of the earth, never had a dream that was American, they go to like the Cherokee, it's Berrigan, but that ain't nothing new, told the streets where they would go, whoever paid that shit, got, got minimum, minimum wage too. Just like it says on the can, good to the last drop. You understand? Gundus, Gundus. 
exploited and they hunger us. I'd like to take a moment to say fuck Columbus. Millions off my back. The black on black crisis is a myth. The crack that did the What's damage. What's the one from the whip? The record skip. The record skip. The record skip. The record skips because my voice is kind of scratchy. From yelling, don't you win by welcome to harass me. They never pass me, no one to go and tell, bro. Trying to kill the movement with the new co and tell, bro. Leaders they killed, if I said it, it was granted them. They only see my back because I'm three steps ahead of them. We're not crawling in the slot, just slated. We realize that our power is nigga plated. Masses move as well as asses do. Classes through, our time is overpassed as due. And you still want to know. The origin of the flow. Oakland, Oakland California, California, now for 610. <laughs> And if I can get just a spoonful of my cacao, do it much good to the couples of the
Black Plastic Mutiny Radio. FM going up to Canada. This city's very clean, you see. Their people welcome you and me. It is a home away from home. It's Canada. And Canada. Queen and Canada, 
the Nova Scotia um, It makes you wanna
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Simple Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's. I'm all for it. That's what I'm here for. Let's watch a full-length movie. After five years of, of, of doing these show every week on Mutiny Radio, I've learned I can remember our podcast acronym, by stressing the L, and that's the only way I remember the W, the A, the F, the L, the M, the O, the Y, the T. Right, right, right. I'm a super sar shooter, super sharp shooter, shooter, super sharp. The S, the H, the L, the W, the A, the F, the L, the M, the super sharp shooter. I got to find that song, Carl. Do you know it? No, but clearly you do. Yeah, I do. I have a song in my heart. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube here on Mutiny Radio. Dot .fm, the internet radio direct from the Mission District of San Francisco. You yeah. can find it by typing in mutinyradio.fm and just hit listen now. And we are on every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, San Francisco Mission District Time, 5 p.m. Weird Jersey Time. I, I decided you live in Weird New Jersey. Yeah, well, you live in the Pacific Time, but I live in the specific time eastern time uh, it's weird yeah you know if, if, what we're, we're gonna do is we're gonna watch a full-length movie on youtube so you'll be watching the youtube video and you'll be listening to us as we stream on muniradio.fm or you can listen to our podcast it drops every sunday courtesy of muni radio at uh l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t use that magic acronym subscribe to us on itunes yeah. and 
you know what? Use that magic acronym on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel and we post the videos of the podcast and the movies are already synced up. So you can listen to us this way, whatever way. We would love for you to donate, please, some Mutiny Radio, please. <laughs> I did that like desperate, please. You ever do yeah. that? Yeah. You're like, can you do your homework? Please, would you please? please? <laughs> do it. I did the homework, please. Uh, so you can donate, please, uh, either by going to mutinyradio.fm and hit the link and it'll take you to Patreon. You could go to Patreon and look for it there or go to Venmo at Mutiny Radio, throw in five bucks, uh, help us out. We are, uh, we love it. We, we do it from your donations uh, and other ways, you know, and there's live shows Monday and Fridays. Uh, go to the website, check out the details. Speaking of details, Carl, what is the movie this week? We are going to watch The Boneyard 1991. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Boneyard is one word, The Boneyard 1991. Okay, so I'm going to RedTube and I'm typing in The Boneyard. Oh, you are a super shooter. A super charge shooter at the boneyard. Right. Uh, any more dick jokes before we start? Yes. <laughs> well, the channel, the channel we like is B Movie Archive Two. That's not a dick joke, but give me a couple minutes. B yeah. Movie Archive Two. You know that sounds like an interesting channel, uh, dick joke or not. I'm gonna probably check it out and probably check out the B Movie Archive One. Three. All right. So go ahead. Type in the Boneyard, 1990. Uh, find the link. 1991. So the, war just, the war just started. Uh, go ahead and uh, 1991, the Boneyard. And then uh, when you see the B-Movie Archive 2 mm -hmm. channel, click the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. And when we say go, hit go, and we'll watch the movie synced up. Now, we have a very special celebrity comedian to do our countdown for the movie, and let's find out a little bit more uh, about the celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Jessica Miranda. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. It's great to be here. Now, we've been knowing each other a long time in the comedy community here in beautiful, sunny New Jersey. I even knew you, like, when you first started out. How long ago was that? Oh, it's it's about, it's three years, and I, I, I never know whether I should completely count the uh, the year that we were in lockdown, but I, it's been three, yes, it's three years. Yeah, so that is, I mean, if it's only three years, you've really come a long way. I mean, you're booked all the time. You were booked a lot in 2021, despite the pandemic. So, but the pandemic's put us on Zoom things. I know that you haven't done many Zoom shows, but we've been on Zooms together. You got Sharon Simon's virtual comedy club Zoom thing in the pandemic. I mean, what's different for you on Zoom than live that maybe keeps you away from Zoom? Okay, so, you know, I, I did Zoom uh, pretty regularly for uh, almost eight or nine months during mm. the lockdown, and I got very used to it. Uh, but it's almost, it has a feeling of like you're recording for television. Uh, you don't interact with anyone. You're looking at this tiny little circle on your laptop. Yeah. And um, so the, the feeling is very different uh, than when you're on stage. So I found that I was, uh, when I was coming off of Zoom and back onto stage, 
I, I, I felt like I really couldn't go back and forth easily. I don't, a lot of people can do it. I see them uh -huh, doing it, uh -huh. but I couldn't. So I haven't done zoom for almost nine months now. And then I just did my first little zoom show recently and it felt good. It was good practice, you know, but I just, um, it's, it's just hard for me to go back and forth. That's yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because when you get on stage, it's a much different feeling than uh, being in the Zoom. You might be delivering setup punch, but it's not the same as being in the room. Of course, you must prefer being live, just like me, right? Zoom is exactly yes, exactly. And I, and you know, it's funny because, but I, you, you mentioned that I, you know, get booked a lot, and it's I'm pretty new as a comedian, and I know yeah. that that's a lot surprising to a lot of people, but. I think it was really the Zoom experience and meeting and networking with all the people that I met over the whole time on Zoom that got me booked in 2021. Um, yeah, you there, know, I would, <clears throat> go ahead. No, I was just going to say there are positives to this pandemic, even though they're just happenstance like that networking and stuff. So you were saying that some of your uh, meeting people, your contacts got you booked for, uh, for real. For real. I mean, I, you know, I started out with Dad Fan and Friends in the very beginning, which was great because I was meeting all these people from L.A. And um, yeah. and then when I, I, I decided, well, I was it was actually uh, brought up to me that I really should be um, working with more New York and New Jersey area comedians. So then I started to look for more Zoom shows in this area and I found Comedy Therapy with Jim Mandrinos and I started to do their mics and their shows um, and uh, then I did a, a, a contest with them with 64 comedians, and I ended up winning first place. And, <laughs> That's terrific. Yeah, it, it, was, it was unbelievable. It was such an exciting time, and it was a month-long competition, and I was just doing working at it every day because we were That's all just great. locked down. Yeah, so it was exciting. And in that time, I you know got exposure. Uh, Carol Montgomery ended up booking me live on Funny Women of a Certain Age from that. Um, and then from there, I got, you know, seen from a lot of other bookers and, and just it's just been a great, uh, you know, path to doing lots and lots of comedy in great places. And Mendros also has that like comedy writing class I think you're involved with now. Yes. And it's funny because he gave it to me a couple of times, which is because I've been working with him for a while, doing live shows and Zoom shows and also running a mic for him. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't been able to sit down and really focus for 30 days every day. It's a daily exercise. So um, this is my third time actually signing up for it. But uh -huh. this time I'm really I'm really committed to doing the work every day for 30 days and so we're like on day eight now and uh it's going very well so and i'm actually taking it with my sister so we're doing uh -huh. it together it's always fun to take stuff together and so it's a, it's a lot of fun yeah you're both comedians and there's a lot to learn from there and one of the things about zoom uh that i found interesting i mean as you know we are on mutiny radio right now and that our show has been on mutiny radio for years and years and years and you met our fearful leader Pam Benjamin, not through Mutiny, but through these Zooms, right? Yes, yes. I met Pam Benjamin very early in the pandemic because I was put into a group of comedians from all over. I don't even know who put me in that group, mm. but I was in this group where we were just meeting up on Zoom every night for socializing and also going over new material and bits and just getting to know each other. And Pam was in there and I, you know, she was always like, you know, just such a friendly 
person and just, That's you know, her. just a fun person. Yeah. She's a great person to talk to. And I haven't spoken to her in a while, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, remember and, and think about that time yeah. period. And she's an amazing cook. She's like a chef. She's amazing. <laughs> she does everything. I mean, she <laughs> yes. keeps this place together and we love yeah. her. Bam, Benjamin. That's great. So one of the reasons you're busy and can't be like focusing all the time is because you've been a teacher for over 20 years and that puts you also in like Zoom situations, right? What's that been like? Yeah, teaching is, you know, it's been really amazing. Kids are resilient and the teachers are resilient and I think everybody's had a great attitude, but it's it's been, it's had its challenges. Um, but I really also feel like um, although I focus a lot on my teaching career, teaching has really uh, been, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, a, a platform for me to, to practice comedy my whole 20-something years <laughs> because I've had this. Yeah, I have a captive audience in my in my <laughs> palm of my hand. Like every every uh, five periods a day, I can tell the same story five different times and see which way. It is. And so it, that's kind of my open mic. My open mic is my classroom. Yeah. So you've, you've, you're, you're doing the curriculum, but in between you get to say, you know, and like you said, you can work on your joke as you yes. go through the multiple classes. That's like a, yes. trying it out at five open mics. Yeah, exactly. A day, you know, and they love hearing my personal stories, you mm -hmm. know, if the ones that are fitting to, to them. And um, it's kind of interesting, especially about my kids and different things. And they relate to, you know, video game playing and whatever the case may be. But it's it's a it's a lot of fun. And, and I didn't even realize that I'm practicing all these years, you know. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. yeah, you've been a performer. The yeah. material just wasn't it was a little dry. Right. Um, okay, so how can people find you out there on the internet, a website, your social media? How do people get in touch, learn about yeah. your shows? Well, I have a website, and it's um, Jessica Marie, I'm sorry, Jessica Miranda Comedian, uh, dot com. That's my website. And then also on Facebook, I'm just Jessica Miranda. And on Instagram, I'm Jessica underscore Miranda underscore Comedian. So you guys can find me on any of those places. Um and uh, yeah, I hope you follow me and, and see the shows that I have going on soon. I guess JessicaMirandaComedian.com is like the first stop to see yeah. what's coming up for you, right? It, yes, that's where I have all of my shows, uh, you know, um, current shows and future shows. My calendar's up there. And um, actually, my I'm really excited about my photo gallery because I'm just such a visual uh -huh. person. So if you ever check out my website, make sure you check out the photo gallery because I love those pictures that I have up there. I think you're in a couple of them, Carl. You're in a few yeah. of them from the, from the Big Red Buzzer show. Oh, wow. The Big Red Buzzer. Wow, we're going back then. Way that back. Was a great night. You really killed that night, and you didn't get yeah. buzzed, right? You didn't get gone. Yeah, I didn't get you're buzzed. Just... I, I, I actually came in second place that night. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there in a in a tuxedo judging you. Oh, yeah. Ugh, well, I didn't go on you. Okay, so, Jessica, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same second that we do. Okay, we've all got our fingers hovering over the play button. So why don't you go ahead, Jessica Miranda, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Okay, guys, get ready to watch your movie. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. No, that was great. Great comedian countdown. And now the That's boneyard. Cool. And now yes. to the boneyard. And now the boneyard. And Nelson, hey, how many people are in this movie? Like three? Yeah. No, there was like 
five to seven. There's a Norman Fell. I yeah. caught that. Yeah. Easterman. Denise Young. I wonder if I could do a Norman Fell impersonation. Mine's all visual. I'm sorry. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I just want to say I'm already mad at this movie. I mean, what a waste of your opening. Here we have an opening, and we're going to see black and right. the credits, and we hear creepy music. We hear scary music. A that, movie's allowed to do that. Of course. All movies are. But you're wasting a very important part of your movie. What is the atmosphere, the mood, the setting? Set us well, up. You, you can know, take I, I disagree. I just, you know, if it's best. I love movies that just show me the title and start the movie. And then at the end, do the end credits. But if not, do all the proper credits. Don't give me a, uh, any tip of what it is. And then, you know, James Cumming, bring it on. Because okay. this is the image. Now yeah. it begins. He's entering the door. Yeah. 20. Just 420? I don't no, it's think four, so. It's 42. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is it 42? Uh, yeah. No, it's 43. Sorry. <laughs> That's even worse. It's That's not... even worse. <laughs> That's a misdemeanor. Well, Look at his the, rabbit's foot. Wonder what that means. There's a rabbit walking around hating that dude. Uh, <laughs> hobbling. Limping. Yeah, Limping. hobbling. Uh, damn male and leaves. I can't tell them apart. They're all uh, junk mail for leave uh, raking services. Leave, yeah, remove. <laughs> leave removal. Autumn serve. Uh, autumn cleanup. Fall cleanup. Right. Services. We clean up vo rogue vine. This is North Carolina. That's why we're seeing these like vines and. Oh yeah, the ivy's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Eddie Munster. <laughs> he looks like a Pez dispenser. No, he's like James Vanderbrook. This guy's name is David Crusoe. Huh. I wonder why. Well, he has to be one of the five. His name is James Oosterman, and he's being. Yes. He, I don't know. He. The, the, the director wrote this with this guy in mind. He was once. He was in Species Space Invaders, uh, and he was on a TV movie called Cast a Deadly Spell as a Werewolf. But more than that, he's like. He's a prop and model maker. He worked on dinner for schmucks like fix, doing those mice yeah because i thought i saw his credit elsewhere but um what was an early credit you mentioned because i think i know what it is well there's species and there's spaced invaders oh so is it spaced invaders yeah. with a d mm -hmm. yeah so that is like a wacky comedy and i might have you have uh randy quaid in that <laughs> interesting yeah it's one of those movies I used to see the video, the DVD box, you know. All right. Now, what the director's doing here is he's faking out you that we've started our movie and we're entering some creepy, spooky, ghosty house or something, you know. It's a creepy, spooky, ghosty house? <laughs> well, I don't know. You have to listen. T turn the music on for a minute. Turn the sound. Oh, all right. Yes, sir. It sounds like one of those industrial. Oh no! Here comes the helicopter. It's going to ruin the uh, sound. <laughs> sounds like a helicopter. I'm in the. Uh, 
A lot of helicopters here in the Mission District. We can't hear it. Wait, there. Oh, good. It's louder than the it's louder than the audio. So. Why is that good? <laughs> a lot of helicopters. Helicopters, as we say in Oakland. So anyway, you're noticing the creepy music, right? You know what? I think I have it on mute. No, I do. It sounds like those cassettes of industrial drone that I used to get in the mail. So you that's know, like what the director's ZF. doing. He's like trying to trick us that the movie started. And really, it's just going to pay off in a joke. The woman they're going there to see is sleeping in bed, you know, and she's covered up with a lot of blankets. Oh, so there's nothing haunting. There's no conjuring needed in this house. Right. So so the director's doing something a little clever. Now, this director, he never directed Hollywood movies. He did three B movies. But for Hollywood, he would do, like, special effects of makeup. And right. he was one of those guys who would sculpt, like, he sculpted the face studies for Enemy Mine and, like, for Cocoon and Jaws 3D. And he was a sculptor kind of guy. <laughs> Well, I mean, he worked enough in, in films, you know, he, he probably wanted to direct. Yeah. Okay, so this is where she's going to pop up? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's a payoff, and it's only slightly funny. Uh, it's really not strong enough. Are they going to get it on? Or is this the boning yarn yet? No, they're not going to get it on. This woman is uh, very fat. So? I paid one good money. I'll watch. Okay. Well, I paid. All right. Okay, I'm going back to red tube. Okay, they are. Are they are going to bone her? Uh, you just got to wait a little bit into the film right. to let you know. Oh, so this is the monster. Yeah, with a pillow fight. Now look, the director's got him going for his gun. Right. Yeah, We're still not breaking that this is a. She knocked monster. him down the staircase. Right. You know, I know in movies you don't get hurt, but that two staircases. You get fucked up at that point. <laughs> Not all of us are stuntmen. Look at this arty direction. Up there is the monster. Boom. Slowly I descend step by step. Uh oh. I still can't tell if she's pixelated. Oh, there she is. Oh, so that's it. So now we start. Gladys. <laughs> she's the hero. That's cool. Yeah, she's the hero. And she's like, you know, privacy. I mean, what are you guys doing? You're walking into my house. I'm sleeping. A lot of people sleep. Do they know each other? Yeah, they've worked on past cases. She's like a psychic lady. Well, she <laughs> Not, not when she's uh, off the clock, apparently. <laughs> well, she's had enough, you see. Uh, when she has her psychic experiences, she, like, undergoes the emotions that that involves. Seeing creepy, disgusting things, seeing murders. So she's like a, a extra medium. Yeah. Because, yeah. She's one of those, help the cops with the psychic ladies. But then... It, will there be a cop that go, I don't like you talking to her? No, 
There won't. I know why you said that. That is, I know that movie. Which movie is that? Where, oh, wait, there's like a cop calls a psychic and there's it's like the, every movie. The chief goes, I don't believe in this. If the mayor's office didn't order me to do this. Right, right, right. The uh, mayor's office. <laughs> but if I hear one word about the mayor's office. <laughs> Where did you, how? 16 police cruisers. We only have 13 police cruisers. Where did you find that? You're talking about my bit where Laundry Basket of Justice, where yeah. Laundry Basket gets called in by where the Where did you get the three other police cruisers? Uh huh. Uh huh. Really? Twice in the chest. <laughs> No, I didn't know Mary Lou Henner dated Tony Danza on the set of Taxi. <laughs> of course I'm familiar with Gary Busey's Chili. All right, <laughs> Detective Laundry Basket. Yeah, along those if lines. you do another laundry-related pun, I'm going to bring you out and hang you up to dry. <laughs> laundry Basket! <laughs> I'll get out of here before I get depressed and steamed. <laughs> laundry Basket! Yeah, he hated those. The chief really hated those laundry uh, basket, laundry-related puns. <laughs> yeah, you know, I never thought of that. Was my my partner laundry basket who uh, <coughs> was mute the whole time? But you know, uh, I don't. I could, couldn't think of another routine. I could never top that one. I did another bit where they're on a stakeout, uh-huh. and it's laundry is detective laundry basket's partner. You know what yeah, your problem is, detective? I would have been a writer for you. I would have loved to help with that. <laughs> We would. You know, anytime you need Detective Laundry Basket to do a uh, a cameo or a cross uh-huh. uh, for Waterman. That sounds perfect. Yeah. I would love I would love a cameo. <laughs> An appearance. So you're in a different we'd have to be visiting the city or something. And we right, could, yeah, of course. Interagency cooperation. And that way we could have the uh, laundry basket zones start and yell at him. Yeah. You know, yeah. You could be maybe the state troopers. I should just tell you, the reason I'm not talking is this is just going on and on and on. All they're doing is she's saying, I don't want this anymore, Jersey. That's his name, Jersey. And then he's saying, um, then he he's saying, you know, people need you. You're helping people. Uh, he, he's kind of trying to spin it to don't be selfish, even though he never goes that far. Um, can you dig it? Yeah. But it goes on and on and on. It's really a B-movie here. Well, you mean they're padding out the time or they're just letting the actors out? Uh, good question. I think it's just bad writing. Bad writing. The, the, yeah, because choice. it is repeating. I think they're going script line by line here. I don't think they were trying to like say, like, okay, our ending rent short. Let's stretch it in the. It just right. doesn't seem. Well, now, her name is Allie Oates, and she was in True Beverly Hills. She was in Ski Patrol, and she was in Fugitive Lovers in 1975. And that's it. Huh. Well, Fugitive Lovers sounds like a great movie. <laughs> yeah. And Are they like fans of the TV show? It sounds like a candidate for um, uh, being on YouTube. Oh, right. Hi, welcome. It's our new podcast, Carl and Mike with Fugitive Lovers. 
<laughs> the 1960s original. We were watching the, the Tim Daly. You know, there was a version like from 10 years ago. Or no, 20 uh-huh. years ago. They remade The Fugitive with Tim Daly. So they've, they're constantly, you know, that idea is out there for the fugitive lover. Tim Daly? Should I know I his so. face? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's interesting. I guess. <laughs> I said it, though. <laughs> oh, damn. Sigh. Tim you know, every time I, I get, I deep, you know, every time I'm in that state, I put my, I rest my head against the window. And, and you say sig? I say sig. Yeah, when we were uh, kids, we would read Charlie Brown, and we read that as Sig. Oh, S-I-G-H? The right. H is silent? Right. We were in third grade or whatever. Yeah, it was easy, like, Sig. Ah, Sig. Okay, like, so they have gone away and said, fine, you want to be left alone? Goodbye. And now she's sitting there like, oh, woe is me. I've, you know, she quit her job at the library. She was like the school librarian or some bullshit. And How many people? Is it a small town, right? Or like? Yes. Yes. This was shot. Well, it doesn't really talk about where the town is, but this was shot in North Carolina, essentially. It was, um, where is it? Well, it's not jumping out in, in front of me right now, but our star. Uh, lived in Greensboro, North Carolina. So maybe that's why they chose this place to shoot. Here it is, right. Statesville and Asheville, North Carolina, which are kind of off the beaten path. Not known for its film industry. Yeah. Now, this what else was shot there? Like uh, Mason Dixie Car Wash? <laughs> yeah. County Car Wash? It was... Come on down to Bob's Discount, Kill Me a Yankee Car Used <laughs> Autos, where I, if you don't get a deal, I'll kill me a Yankee. Featuring 2,000 maniacs, yep, to over hundreds of maniacs. Now she's having a vision, okay? Yeah, do you think the vision, all right, in her house? Yeah, like where what she, she sleeps? Well, she's sort of sitting there in that chair sleeping right now, but we don't really know because we're with her the whole time. Now now she's having a vision, and when the vision ends, she'll be back there in that seat. So do these steps count for the day, or if you walk in a vision, do you count those steps? <laughs> it depends. I mean, if it's on your Fitbit, if it's on your iPhone, then you, you know. I'm going to get those 5K daily. You physically did it if it's on your iPhone. Oh, it's oh. the troll from Troll. There's the the sound of uh, a crying baby outside. It looks like a hand is holding that. No, it's just... It's right. Door. It does look like a hand. Oh. Some doors require a lot of hand holding. Oh, like who? Roy Orbison? No, <laughs> fuck. I fucked that joke up for you. God damn it. Get Morrison? Oh, how pretty. Hey. Ah, ah, that's so scary. Ah, I'm yeah. coming towards you. Get I'm away, puppeteer. Towards you. Scary marinette, go I away. I want to be an actress. Look at those I bones. I a bone. lot away for this part. Okay, look. Hugging. Not oh. attacking. Hugging. Her, you know, if your movie's called The Boneyard, you should get some more realistic skeleton bones. <laughs> It looks like a marionette. Oh, I haven't seen the hugging yet. 
What do you know what a skeleton looks like? Oh, I've seen plenty of skeleton films. I don't well, need look to... at She's hugging like mommy or something, but we'll never have this followed up in the film. It's it, like you would think with this, that would mean at the end of the film, when she's going to eat everybody, she'd say, give me a hug or something, right? Wait, when she what, everybody? She eats everybody? Yeah, like when the, you know, they're attacking and oh, stuff. Like to end the, the crisis and save our movie, she shows a little love, right? Right, but, yeah. Oh, he didn't do that. Now look at her. She woke up. She's all freaked out, so she's going to be rash and impulsive and burn all her collection. Yeah, I, dude, I would not light a fire in that house. <laughs> you gonna, If I was her roommate, I'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ, you got to stay off that shit. Yeah. Now, in December 1989, a botched special effect did, did cause a fire on the set. Really? Yeah. Oh, so I, I'm sorry I'm kidding. I hope everyone was okay. No, they weren't okay. And shame on you, Michael. Terrible, Wait, terrible. I, I was just saying. I didn't. But it is very funny. I, I see your sense of humor, Mark. Very, Mike, very dark. Oh, did you call me Mike Mariner? <laughs> yes. Now, they did uh, $850,000 they spent on this thing. It went straight to, DVD, to VHS. So I really don't know how they did. Like, this is really interesting. The VHS rental box, it was two boxes. One was promoting it as a horror film and the other one as a comedy. Um, and the, there's a poodle on the box. You'll meet the poodle later. The comedy box slips right over the horror box. So that's kind of neat. That's really strange. I never heard of that before. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I have... A my only film book right now is my psychotronic video guide and he likes this movie a lot. Uh -huh. He said it was a good movie, which normally he doesn't have to, you know, when oh. you, when you review hundreds of movies like this, you don't have to say it's good. You just tell it what it is and people right. will watch it, you know? And he went out of his way, out of his it way. It was good to emphasize that it was good. Yes. That's good. Now she had her vision. Okay, um, Ashley, and therefore she's come down to the station saying, okay, I just had a vision, I'll help you. And now they're seeing an interview of the mortician. This mortician, right, he captured children, kept them locked up, fed them food from the corpses that he was trafficking through there, you know, he would uh -huh. take it off their back so he could still embalm the body and make it look pretty. And then he would feed, yeah. And so he made them into demons, okay? And, uh -huh. uh, yeah, so that's the backstory. But meanwhile, and, the guy behind her is like bored out of his mind. He's been looking at his watch during this confession. Yeah, there is not yet uh, a reason for him to be compelled. Uh, he's on. He's it's it's a job. He's nine to five, and he's on the case. Whatever you say, boss. Peyton Place guy is the boss. Oh wow, Jersey. His name's Jersey. Do you like that idea? He's called Jersey. Uh, I don't know what it means. He's a North Carolina person. Like, do they not mean New Jersey? It's just like, you know, yeah, like well, a jacket, a, a name. He's old, so maybe it's old jersey. 
New no. Jersey, 1684. Not exactly. Oh, all right. So he was 1621. This guy did sculpting for Enemy Mind, The Thing, in 1982. Cocoon, wow. Jaws 3D, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. He's our only connection. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, 1988. Yeah. He, he's been in every movie I watched in the, in the last 40 years. Heartbeat. Never saw Heart Bleeps. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I avoided it because it just looks so stupid. It's about it's an- computers and robots and stuff. Yeah, but it's Andy Kaufman's movie. And it's impossible to watch. To find. It's impossible to find. That's well, gonna, you're gonna type it in YouTube. God bless you if it pops up. <laughs> Should I check out Heart Beeps? I haven't seen. Yeah, you know, my brother remembers seeing it as a kid, and he still quotes it. But yeah, it's a ridiculous movie, and. Uh, uh, I would like see Eddie just Well, I mean, Andy Kaufman made a movie where he's a robot. Okay. With Madeline Kahn or Bernadette Peters? I forgot who the other robot was. So, I don't know. Sounds like crap. So now they're like, she like wants to go down to the morgue where the corpses are, and she wants to get an object, and that will help her have vision. And no. she's got an earring there. See the earring? Yes. Yeah, that's the signal. I'm a chick. You can, I, I wore earrings. <laughs> I'm a girl. She looks like a chick. You don't think so? I think she looks like a chick. Yeah. I think she should grow her hair out a little. <laughs> so what about the children? wearing a hat. I'm sorry, what? I want to know the status of the children. Are they okay? Which children? The one the mortician was talking about. No, they're dead. They're Listen, dead I had in a... the morgue. They're dead and in the morgue. Oh, I knew that he was feeding the corpses to the children. Yes. And that killed them? Uh, no, he eventually killed them. Oh. All right. And this is revealed in the first 10 minutes of this movie? Is, does this movie get even more grotesque? Uh, this movie will be hideous and horrible, and I hate it. Uh, we're 22 minutes in, and uh, <laughs> I see your point. <laughs> like, this is like a full-on horror movie? It's not full-on, because there's comedy in it. It's not a very funny movie. It's not a good movie. Now, your movie review guy knows better than me. I'm not joking, because that's his job. I'm going to find it. I'm going to pull it right now from the, to the bookcase, okay? If I may? Sure. I'm going to go over to the uh, studio bookcase. Okay, get a good look at this building because you won't see the outside again until the very last second of the movie. Uh, okay, psychotronic video guide. Look, see? Look. It's a house. Well, it's it's the morgue, but you're not going to see the outside of it again until the very last frame. Oh, so we're going to be stuck in the morgue for the rest of this movie? We are walking into our movie 25 minutes in. Well, you know, I always feel like 25 minutes into the movie, it's the poster, as you say. Right, act two. Yeah. Well, that's fair. That's fair. That's really very movie-esque of this then. Yeah. You know, you're allowed that time to let the characters breathe a bit so people know who they are. Now, you can see it's happy Thanksgiving time. It's November. And they really did shoot. Let's see here. 
I think it's just because, yeah, that's they started shooting. They shot for five weeks. They started November 13th through December 20th. So wherever they're shooting here, whatever location they were able to get, because it's no studio. It's like an old lady home or something, a nursing home or something. Right. It had a happy Thanksgiving up when they were working there during the day. Oh, there's Phyllis Stiller. Yeah, no wig. The director insisted she not wear a wig. Why not? Because she's she's not Phyllis Stiller. She's the creepy mortician. Although I'm sure she talks exactly like Phyllis Stiller. Can you believe this thing? Give her a list. Ah. All right, here we go. Aha, ha, ha. You know, my husband, Fang. Oh, yeah, that was her husband's name in her act. She used to say, my, my husband, Fang, is permanent. My husband's in real life, they were temporary. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, that sounds like Phyllis Diller, San Francisco's legendary comedian. Yeah, San Francisco's. That's where she got her break. She she used to live, I don't know, the Midwest or something, and she would make all of her neighbors laugh. She'd make the other mothers laugh. She'd do stuff at the PTA. Like, she had a natural affinity for making people laugh, and she loved the attention. But, you know, that's all it ever was, you know. Then, I mean, she had a great act, though. Then she moved to San Francisco because of her husband's job, and she got a she was a secretary at a television show and she got it together to put on a nightclub act and the the people who did the show went and saw it they loved it and they gave her a spot on there you know and that's how she began on tv you know by the next thing she knows she was all over tv and she got this a, a fin, a, uh she got connected with bob hope uh somehow doing the uso shows going to nob with them yeah all right, I found the here we go. This is from uh, Michael J. Weldon. He wrote, uh, he had a great magazine called Psychotronic Video, uh, where it was interviews and movie reviews. And I have his old video guide. The Boneyard. Here's a film with a difference. It's suspenseful, serious, and surprising, but has some unexpected laughs too. The scary, slimy, mummy-like little cannibal zombies in the old city morgue are Asian-like uh, Kiyoshi kids with tails. Completely mispronounced that. Star Deborah Rose plays the reluctant psychic heroine who happens to weigh about 300 pounds. Former Corman uh, regular Ed Nelson, the brain eaters, is a patient cop called Jersey. Phyllis Stiller, without a wig, is a mean, nasty old woman who runs the morgue. And Norman Fell, and in parentheses he has an exclamation point, with a ponytail and earrings, is a mortician. You won't believe the big daddy like uh, big daddy Roth like monster Diller becomes, or the giant poodle monster two exclamation points. <laughs> Cummings also did FX, filmed in Statesville and Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. Wait, well, not... he said it's good. He said it's good. Yeah, he said it's serious and funny, and the and the film is different. You know. Gotcha. But I mean, I'm sure like. Zombie Poodles is like a walk in the park for this guy. <laughs> well, I'm mad at this film for a bunch of reasons. One of them is the way that you see Norman Fell. He does have this big, like, mustache. That's him there. He's oh, I see. behind. If I was this director, I'd be like, hey, Mr. Roper, roll him, right? Can you get a sweater vest, please? 
I would want Mr. Roper. You'd be playing music. Boo, 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 doo, <laughs> doo, 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 doo. I know the themes to the Ropers. Oh, that was their 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 spinoff show. Yeah, so Mr. Oh. and Mrs. Roper left Reese Company to do their own show, where they go into a condo or something with a couple that included uh, Jeffrey Tambor. And Don Knox showed up on the. That's right. Don Knox became the new landlord for Jeff which Trimble. worked. It really worked. No one ever. Fell out of love with Mr. Roper, though. No, I mean, Mr. Roper, I mean, for what the show was, he was always still like. You see uh, the three bodies, right? Uh huh. Yeah, they're fucking undead, my man. Are they at least of age? Are they children? Yes. Shut up. They are undead children, yes. Well, this movie really. What? What? <laughs> It's creepy, right? I mean, so if they were I mean, undead adults, that's cool. But I didn't. But children, I'm I didn't. Listen, I'm one of those assassins that there's never anything about children. But Take why? the shot, Carl. Take the shot. What is... never said there'd be children involved. <laughs> oh, is that uh, Scarface? Yeah, that's Scar right, Scarface. Oh, yeah. He's driving around the UN like. Uh... Oh, you guys, that's children. Hey, you know, uh, don't do it. Fuck you, man! Bang, bang, bang! <laughs> right, and then suddenly he's not a cool criminal anymore. I told you not to fuck with me, you monkey. You want to go to war? <laughs> I'm not doing it right. Well, I mean, like he was going to be like sitting on the uh, the, the star chamber. Well, here, Mike. I'm sorry. Look how long we dwelled in that one spot, going talky, 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 talky. This movie was horribly written. Well, don't you think that that's the payoff is that, you know, we go in, we, we're one room, we're not even in the mortuary, we see it detached through the, uh, as viewers, we see it again through a television set, but I'm sure at the end we'll be stuck, the, the characters will be stuck in there. I don't know, could be well-crafted. <laughs> who am I to say? I, well, you're a guy who didn't watch the film, listen to the uh, sound and be going, oh my God, when is this scene going to end? Uh, you know when there is a feature on YouTube. Tell, how's the wife and stuff like that? You never change the speed, huh? When you watch the YouTube videos, <laughs> one point five. <laughs> yeah, I think the whole mortuary is filled with zombies, boodles. Oh no, here comes Phil Stiller at one point five speed. Ha 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 ha! Ha ha! Phil Stiller. You know, one of my favorite Bob Hope Phyllis Stiller's movie, which is, uh, boy, I have the wrong number, or, uh, and boy, I have the wrong number. And there's one point where this they uh, girl passes out on sleeping pills, and Phyllis Stiller says, well, you know, if a girl has sleeping pills, she must have pep pills. And sure <laughs> enough, they find pep pills on her. <laughs> I guess back then, uh, we would carry sleeping pills and pep pills with each other. I guess. Salt and pepper. I okay, so now, Mr. Anything I Say You Disagree With, go ahead and really turn up the sound and listen to this horrible backstory exposition. Are you listening? Turn it up. It is up. I got it up. 
This guy makes uh, Peter Falk look like a piece of wood. All right, tell me what he's saying. Repeat it back to me. Go ahead. He said, oh, hang on. Hey, you got the, and the, and the, my finger goes this way. I don't know what he's saying. He's picking his nose. Look, I'm telling you, this movie was horribly written. You don't need to dis disagree with me. Ah, I don't know. I think what they were doing is establishing you're outside of the morgue, and then you're seeing what Some, Sometimes be. movies are poorly <laughs> written, but if it's written and directed by someone, it's sometimes the vision comes through, right? I mean, is he successful despite of himself? Um, well, he did three B movies. He did Harbinger in 96. He did... Grant, uh, he did Dark 30 in 93 and he did The Boneyard in 91. Um, that the rest of it was the sculpting and he did special effects makeup for episodes of The Twilight Zone and The Hitchhiker in uh 85 and 83. Oh, so the Twilight Zone from the 80s. I actually watched a bunch of those, yeah. So, I mean, he had a career in movies, he was just always on the creative. Uh, you know, like it's pre-production. What are these things going to look like? Let's employ some sculptors to help us out. <clears throat> and then he went on on his own to uh, direct movies. Now he's got $850,000 budget. He's got Phyllis Diller. He's got the guy who used to be on Peyton Place, right? He, right. He's got uh, I, I think Norman. we're at <laughs> Norman. Oh yeah, and then he's got Norman Fell. So, so he's not a slouch. He made a movie. Okay, right. so one of the elevators is out, so he must bring the body through the lobby. Well, Phyllis Diller will have none of that. That That's is against tacky. regulation. What? Because it's sanitary. Yeah. Well, it's okay to have a dog in a mortuary. Yeah. Wouldn't the dog like eat the body? Yes, and later we're gonna have a little <laughs> bit of zombie licking. I don't like these mortuary. Uh, these morticians suck in this movie. Yeah. They're either like feeding dead bodies to children, or uh, well, no, I don't know what's worse. Out of the the director wanted us to see that a screw fell out of the uh, the gurney okay so when they I get to the elevator it will collapse and that's supposed to explain it for you oh well he's a good director then carl uh, no no he, no he's not like <laughs> uh, when he gets on to the gurney uh into the elevator at least the first time i saw this movie i did not understand why the gurney was collapsing i did the second time i saw it okay plus the gurney collapsing provides some growth stuff, but nothing else. It doesn't pay off. So well, that's a why do it? That's a relief, right? We're sick of the gross stuff in this movie. Like, is what? Yeah, what a good stuff. director. He gave us relief. We're sick of the gross stuff in this movie. <laughs> and that's why I was fired from Disney. <laughs> so now, Peyton Place guy is laying down the law, Jersey. This is what we're doing. This is an emergency corridor. So <laughs> and so to get it fixed. He, like he somehow becomes the boss, even though he's just some cop who's gone there to see a bo see bodies. You mean he's like a loud, obnoxious guy, pushy, and his name is what? He's a pushy, loud guy. Does he tailgate people? <laughs> Jersey. Jersey. Uh, his name is Jersey Callium, and I get your joke. 
Uh, I think that's a good joke. I'm going to write that the first joke of this show. They okay. call him Jersey because he tailgates everyone. <laughs> uh, he did a lot of B-movie stunt work for Roger Corman. 56 movie in 57. You know, like Swamp Women, Attack of the Crab Monsters, Rock All yeah. Night in 57, Carnival Rock. It goes Carnival up to Rock. About 8 to 10 of them, yeah. That's like if I can't afford a carnival or a rock show, I'd be like, this is great. Thank you, Corman. Two in yeah. one. I went once to Great Adventure and saw the Beach Boys perform. That was a carnival rock. Uh, who was in the band? Do you remember? Can I ask you? Uh, well, it was the crazy one. Um, Brian or Dennis? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And he was telling all about the different phases. Of, you know, First, we wrote about surfing. Then we wrote about cars. Then we wrote about girls. <laughs> was it good? Do you, was it a good concert? Would you put it up there? Uh, it was like my first concert ever. Like I was a little kid. I don't even count it as a concert. Or maybe it was like I had been to concerts and I this was my third one. Like it was a big deal to me back in the day to go see concerts because it's something grownups did, like something right. big kids did. So I I I counted it for a while, and then after I had seen like twenty concerts, I said. Bah! Doesn't count, you little child. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're done. But then you started performing, and you made force people to watch concerts. I forced them. Yeah, me and Solnik <laughs> and Kanichi. We played Kanichi. the French club dinner, and everyone had to listen to it. Do you remember uh, Rock Against Dinos? Yes. <laughs> in New Jersey, there was it's still around, and we actually we went there when we were in New Jersey, and I had just one taste of your pizza, and it brought me back. Still had the great taste. Mr. Dino's has some notoriety, and so yeah. he kicked out Paul and Kenichi. So they they decided to have Rock Against Dino's. Right, a, they pro put them, a protest outside on the sidewalk with their drum kit and guitar. Yeah, that was great. They made a poster. I remember that. Yes, <laughs> come to, come out to Rock Against Dino's. <laughs> so great man and what else of course you're going of course you're going you're a freshman of course yeah i didn't go even though it was like a block from my house yeah it was yeah <clears throat> okay that was now fun. she's got an object and she's gonna have one of her visions now where's norman fell uh he fell he's hiding behind glasses and a mustache here he is in the front right you That's where it fell. Ponytail. Oh, look at him stretching. <gasps> oh, he doesn't want people to know he was. He look. just did Transylvania. I saw it. He's the is undead alive. He hasn't noticed. Like no psychic. Oh, here comes a vision. Yeah, she's starting to have her vision. What she does is she gets a vibrator and she begins to use it, and then she starts to have a vision. Look, she's doing it right now. Oh, there's the. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't kiss it. Ouch! You cut, you uh, cut my hand to get blood, and I felt it in the real world. Acting. I am a stereotype. Yeah, what's? Where are they? Movie trope. Uh, who knows? Vision glass. I mean, Maybe are they in the woods? Are they in China? I guess, but somehow. Okay. When the, the mortician was giving an interview, he said that his family was tied 
to help the demons come to life. Like there was a curse on their family. And I guess we're seeing a historic. He's having a vision of history when it, I don't know, happened in the 1200s. What do I know? Right. Well, it takes place, uh, I don't know, maybe down the street. Can you guys be quiet? I'm trying to get a psychic premonition. Oh, there we go. Whoa. Uh, Wait a minute. He's not in that little lunchroom with Holiday. You're right. She's in the morgue morgue. This is where they keep the body. Right. Now, she can see coming through the door, Norman Fell, Peyton Place guy. Is she having, like, does she, like, remove herself? What's it called when you can be in another? Project? Yeah, like Dr. Strange did. Or something. Okay. Well, we don't see her float around. Uh huh. Is there Tilden Sweden around? Sweden? No. From Doctor Strange. I'll explain my jokes. Okay. I think <sighs> that she could astro plane if she would do like a, like a zeppelin, like do helium. And then <laughs> float over, float over. Yeah. Uh oh. Someone's not doing your. They're supposed to be dead. You had one job. <laughs> the Goodyear psychic. Oh, bed sheets. Comfy. Ah, uh, he's just Morning stretching, breath. waking up. Look at that boner they got when they wake up. It's yeah. They call it. I woke up with wood. <laughs> that, yeah. At fifty-five, you do not wake up with wood. <laughs> What if you were a zombie? Maybe that'll change it. <laughs> if sometimes, right? Yeah. Sometimes, if you didn't go pee, you really have to pee, and then you think you've got morning wood, but you didn't. You oh, just, it disappears the moment you pee. Yeah, it's like it's deflating. Like the pee was in it, and it, it, <laughs> you pee it out. It goes. <laughs> my my favorite is when it hits you and you wake up. And like you know, you like wake up at three or whatever, and then suddenly you get morning wood, and you're like, "I'm the greatest! I still got it!" <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, is that Jeremy Piven? Way to no, go! No, it looks like him, right? That's Jeremy Piven. There we get a first. I can't. Spot, I don't. I like do Norman not. Fell. He does not look like Norman Fell. I gotta maybe I'll raise the volume see if he sounds like Norman Fell. They so, wasted their actor here. No, these are comedic actors in a horror movie. It's perfectly apt to have them do something different. You know. Um, okay, so you got a B movie. It's going straight to video. If you want to help sell it, show me Mr. Roper. Show me Phyllis Diller. I want to see her wig on. You see what I'm saying? And what about yeah. this Peyton Place guy? Like, why cast him? Like, do we really know him? I mean, well, I mean, they probably got the actors they can get the actors for, and maybe they for you, Mike, role. you might like him from Police Academy Three. Yeah, I'm familiar with his work. Oh, you are. I've never seen Pain in Place. I've never read the book. I've never seen the movie. I've never seen the TV show. He was in the movie Airport 75, and he was in the movie For the Love of Benji. Right. That's when they kill cats and sacrifice them. Right. For the love of For Benji. For the love of Benji. <laughs> okay, this is really great. I want you to turn up the sound when Alrighty. it's time. Okay, look, Mike, be ready. Be ready, because it's one of the only funny things about the movie. All right, I have the sound on now. 
Well, I, then you're going to get discouraged and turn it down. You always do as if we'll get arrested. I'll no, no, I'm going to keep it going. Fortunately, the sound sounds terrible, so I can keep it in the background. Uh, there's an What's audience I'm talking about, Michael. Okay, she grabs the keys. Right. She runs for the elevator. The dog goes, sick him! She goes, sick him! So this is how the dog gets down into the morgue. He can't get through. That's okay. Phyllis Diller to the rescue. Sick him! Right. Okay, keep the sound up because here comes our big joke. She got away with it. Love it. Phyllis Diller, kick okay. the dog out. So there's a comedian in New Jersey, and I really don't appreciate it because I think it's too mean-spirited. But yes. that's his, not tagline, uh, catchphrase. That's his catchphrase. He does a joke about his ex-girlfriend, and uh -huh. then the audience screams out, fat bitch. He, he, yeah. I think I, it's mean-spirited, but I mean, I've been around him so how many... often. How many years has he been doing this act? Like more, I don't know the real answer, but it's over a year. It's pre-pandemic, you know. Don't you? He might want to move on with his life. Otherwise, uh, he'll be that ex ex-wife comic. My ex-wife, six years of my ex-wife. Yeah, you know what? Move on. Write some new material. Maybe life after six years of being divorced. Maybe there's something else, you know. So when I was watching this movie and it came to that point. I did a clip, pretty much the clip I told you to put the audio on, uh -huh. and I sent it to him. Oh, all right. <laughs> You're so funny. He'll add that. That's good. The audience needs to hear. That's Studio good. Six. This sound, the sound on this movie is a little bit lower than I, I'm used to. Yes, that's really true. I had it at a hundred percent, and I could hardly hear. Yeah, I got neighbors. I live in a mortuary. I don't want to wake up the zombies. And the <laughs> yeah. Zombie poodles. That could be potentially dangerous. You know, maybe Phyllis Silas was talking to her dog. That bitch. Fat. Oh, that bitch? Oh, she said fat bitch. She, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. this guy's catchphrase. Is fat bitch? <laughs> I thought you it was that like, bitch. You said, like, oh, he should move on with his life. But this guy, he does his jokes aren't real. He, he's like a pun guy. He does like uh he's a misogynistic pun guy <laughs> divides like that fat bitch and jokes about that rhymes words that rhyme he studied massage yeah he's a misogynist now and um anyway anyway i'm not a fan of that catchphrase i think it's mean-spirited but yeah I'm and you know what you you have an audience and half the audience is you know i mean half the audience is women that's always a general rule uh-huh but it's not true. It's usually the majority of women. And also, like, it's just you can throw people out with that. It's not it's not. I mean, whatever. Some some comedians, you know, they they stick with what they uh, they die on the hill. They climb up or whatever the phrase is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Guy, there's a cannibal in the mortuary. So right. So he, she had the vision that there were cannibals down They're Not cannibals. They're like undead and they're eating corpses. I don't know. So then. She comes down to like warn the other 
people jersey and and uh but she couldn't find them okay so here she is now witnessing and they're going to go after her of course right of course i mean talk about fresh meat <laughs> they're eating corpses oh, right babies what oh no those are dogs still this is pretty they're sick. kids they're kids yeah it's a dog uh, they're asian kids they're, it's just uh you know it could be gross but you don't have to have shit in the bed when you make a movie <laughs> i don't know there was always like john carpenter assault on uh precinct 13 and yeah uh, halloween 3 he would kill kids you know, and there was a huge impact when that kid gets shot uh, at the ice cream truck. Do you remember that movie in the 70s? No. no. So these criminals take an ice cream truck and a, and uh, to take over a police district uh, precinct. And a kid goes up and he shoots the kid. Oh, my God. Why would they put that in a movie? I mean, even Because though... they, they used to. And I guess they, you know, well, why would you have, like, out of all the corpses, you got to make kids? I mean, it's I guess it's creepier that way. I guess. Now, this is Deep Roy. No, really? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> From Going Bananas, he wore a monkey suit? Ah, Jersey to the rescue. It's always Look a no. oh, of course he's got a gun. He's Jersey. Yeah, Jersey kid. I'm the Jersey kid. Shit, bullets don't work. Run. <laughs> I had a nickel every time I heard that. Hi, live bodies, un undead. Open the door. Ah, <laughs> uh, hi. Rat tail. Not Norman Fell. Look at that. That's not even a rat tail. That's like when your hair gets you know, kind of. There you know, he is. Washing. There he is, Mister Roper. Do 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 do. Oh no, I'm not. I'm. I think I'm singing Soap, the theme song. But the oh, Ropers are similar. That? That's what it is. I thought right. you were too young for soap because I was really little when soap was out. Soap went in syndication, so they would have the episodes oh, every night. So you okay. would watch five five episodes in a row in a week. You didn't have to wait every day. We had no week. idea we were binge watching. We were streaming. Well, what would happen is that you would miss an episode and then you would have to wait for the whole season to wrap. You know around. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah go around. <clears throat> As soaps available on streaming services, I see. I, I think I actually tried to watch one, but the introduction was like six minutes long. Okay, we missed it. I don't know how we missed it. We were probably talking, but one of the women that they brought in, uh, who had killed herself, her name is Dana in the show. Um, she wasn't dead. Like whatever pills she took, pills or whatever. They thought she was dead, and she woke up. They were like, "Oh no, it's undead!" And she's no, I like, saw that. But they, did they kill her? No, because she's like, "Hi, I'm not undead. How are you? Pleased <laughs> to meet you. How's your mom? What's your name? What do you mean? What's my name? Don't tell me to eat my brains. Oh no, thank you. I just had a bad accident. I, I'm. I don't really have much of an appetite right now. What? Okay." Are you undead? Yeah, I was dead a minute ago. You guys woke me up. I guess I'm undead. I'm undead now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, you see the, the cop who's bandaging her up, right? 
they they shot a move the the end of the movie was supposed to be these two get married and it was the first shot they made on november 13th for some reason it didn't end up in the movie they did a little wedding thing in which they were married oh that's romantic i guess yes well, do you think the movie betters without uh, a wedding at the end i i would have to see it right as it is right now it has a horrible ending it's like okay thanks thanks for coming okay we're out of the building now <laughs> that was close oh yeah we'll see you next movie it's really late the, the oh. uh from from dust to dawn they make it out and they, they leave phyllis oh. has her key Oh, so she's going down to the morgue? Yep, she doesn't know what's going on down there. She doesn't see the monitor from her... Peyton Place guy goes, It's no good! It's no good! The phones are dead! So Mr. Roper goes, Did, did, did you dial nine? <laughs> oh, he goes, No! He dials nine, he goes, It's ringing! <laughs> <laughs> you should That's... have heard his voice when he said it, though. He's like, that, it, it, It's the central switchboard. You, you gotta dial nine. <laughs> Man, Norman Fell is really stretching this one. He, he probably wanted to, to stray away from his iconic look. I guess, yes. He said, it no, is, this will be fun. I'll do it. I mean, it so is an iconic look. I mean, he's been in movies in the 60s, of course, of the Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I think he was in Bullet. Or, but in movies yeah, like that. he was in Bullet. Yeah, he was in Bullet. So he's like a, you know, admin kind of short cropped hair, tight <laughs> suit. He was Norman in Catch Twenty Two. It's a mad, yeah. mad world. Right, mad, 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 mad. Him and uh, Buddy Hackett. No, no, him and Andy Rooney. Mickey Rooney. <laughs> I have to. I have to see that movie again. No, Norman Fell shows up later. Be indifferent. Now, with a budget of eight hundred and fifty thousand, right? The only right. Two big. There are three big ticket names. Peyton Place guy isn't really one, but you know he thinks he's one. And then you have Roper and Diller. So they got a, I don't know how much of that money, like, did they get a hundred thousand each, you know? Like, why not? I'll do it. You're going to give me a hundred grand. Well, that's a uh, good pal money. Yeah. Like, you know, you get a pool, have the hot tub part, you know, hundred grand, yeah. 30 grand and, you know, oh. look, let's run down to Cancun. Just, you know, two weeks, you and me, what do you say? $5,000, $8,000 gone. He so looks like Jeremy Piven. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. The ghouls eating children is not the, the upsetting part for me. Yeah, it's it's uh, entourage dude not getting credited. Yeah, that's all right, dude. Piv. It's the Piv. Uh, looking for these? Uh, <laughs> Well, not looking for, but surprise! I just stole these. <laughs> what? Now that door leads. I mean, they have another door. The zombies are out. Uh, the zombies could be behind that door. It's basically uh -huh. a records room of the morgue. Well, 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 I should have. I should have gone with curtain number two. <laughs> it's a collection of data, paper <laughs> forms. Show them what they won. The ghoulies are going to show up, right? 
Well, throughout this whole film, up oh, it hurts him. His leg hurts him. Oh no! Did he get zombie? He's gonna turn into a zombie, right? He lays the heavy axe on his thigh. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, I'm wrong about that. Oh no, that's the proper way of putting down an axe. Just you know. Now this is, box. this is the room where people's possessions, when they died, are in bags, and she's finding like pipe bombs <laughs> to serve the script. Oh, you mean someone? They found a dead body, and they're like, oh. Throw that in storage. Yeah, he's got his pipe bombs. Put it in the bag. Look. Uh, Did they ever figure out how he died? Jeremy Piven's got a semi-automatic weapon now. Oh, man, this is the best. I wish I had a record room like that. I would be the best law firm ever. There you, there you go, Phyllis. Phyllis, why aren't you wearing your wig? Oh, Phyllis, will you close the door? You're going to let the zombies in. Now they hear Phyllis. Miss Poppin' Platts. Poopin' right. Platts. Poop. Yeah, Poopin' Platts. Oh, Poopin' Pants. Poopin' Platts. Is Platts pants in German? I don't think so. Platts oh. is like place or uh, plaza like, kind of thing. So it's poop place. Yeah. Pooping place. Yeah, poop in place. <laughs> but I don't think they mean like as if you're standing in place. They mean a physical location like town time town square right deutschen germans platz oh you mean like an outhouse no i do not well yeah if it's a pooping platz it's a pooping platz haven't they ein pooping platz yeah yeah i forget how you say out back in german but yeah common heat dieses here is wet i can't do german anymore that was college Okay, so she's hearing that crying girl with her doll, just like, yeah, uh, uh, just uh -oh. like Ashley did in the beginning. Is it is a demon gonna look in the camera? But look how human he is. Look how he's not undead. He's just covered with yuck. Is well, that I mean, interesting? You don't want to torment your child actor. Ah, wall monster, ceiling monster. They don't mind. Oh, he's got a tail. He, the, the monster's not even going for Phyllis Diller. Wow. Right. He's interested and fascinated by the dog. Now, Phyllis Diller has loved that dog since the movie began. But now she's like, fuck that. He's my distraction. And she's backing away. Oh, you, I would hate it if she wanted to save the dog. I mean, maybe she should. <laughs> Look at Phyllis. Fuck this. I am so scared. And now she's really scared. She's an actress. Whoa, no, that's, that's a stunt clearly person. Right. And, okay, I didn't even need to tell you. Oh, I'm glad. I'm sort of relieved. <laughs> I want to see an obvious stunt that person. That is Phil. Phil getting yeah, I would hate to see, like, actual. At 66. Yeah. Well, she she uh, lived longer than this movie's release, right? This yeah, she did. Um, let's see. Do I have when she died? <clears throat> oh, by the way, she was in The Fat Spy, which we saw on our show. Yes, I know. Which she was great in. 
Well, because, you know, it's funny, Fastifying and the Bob Hope, she has a very, not like Mae West, but a very anti-comedian acting style, uh-huh. you know, which is like the energy of the room kind of, she doesn't suck it out, but she, she's a, her own force. Right. She definitely was, she Yeah, and I love it. And I do love it, you know. I, but I if, you, if she's going to be on stage, it's not as part of an ensemble. She's... Yeah, but you kind of see the comedic moment and then you just kind of undercut it or you just do your own thing. You, you know, it's not like she doesn't work with everyone. Everyone still talks. Mm-hmm. But here she's playing it straight as much as she can. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, what's her name? Not Ashley. It's uh, Dana. Dana runs with, the, with uh, Jeremy Piven because he's got a gun. But that will lead to their – it's a romance that never comes to fruition because we don't see it on screen. This Dana, she was in this film. She was also in uh, Slavery and the Making of America, a 2005 movie. I don't have much info on it. So That's pretty recent. Or... 2000. Ew, gross. Now, look. She gets slimed. He like feeds her part of his flesh. No, it's really gross. Yeah. Really rude. What a terrible demon. Yeah. Now, nobody likes Phyllis Diller, but nobody deserves a slimy face full of, (laughs) you know, he's a human. Let's get her out of here so she can yell another day. I mean, this is horrible. She's being so silly right now. She's acting and she's going, wow. Wow, he's really acting this. <laughs> I should have asked you to turn the sound on. Okay, you see that yucky, yucky thing on the ground? Uh, yeah. It is a dead demon, and later the dog will come lick it up. Okay, now they're learning. He shot her in the shot him or her up in the chest, and that kills the undead thing. So they learn. And our psychic thinks that makes sense because their life force comes from the heart. Oh my God. Is that how, is love going to save the day? Nope. (laughs) Not at all. What about the psychic? What about her? She going to save the day? She, uh, she will not save the day. No. Huh. She you know, it's interesting. I do like the idea of a psychic because if you start the movie off with a psychic, then you, as an audience, will accept, you know, demons and monsters yeah. because it the world already has. Movie. Yeah. So now we have a scene that's like not funny. It's disgusting, but it's, I think it's meant to be funny. She's just sort of puking out the goo. It looks like butterscotch. She's just trying to spit out the slime. Listen, according to this box, this video box, this is a comedy. Yeah. Oh, no, what the box dropped. It's a horror movie. 